Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. This is Adam Summer. I am your host. This is Thursday, April 28th, and today's episode is going to be uh, maybe a little bit hard for some folks to listen to, and I want to tell you that up front so that you know going into it. I'm talking with Robert Buckland, and Robert is a survivor from the Agape Boarding School uh, down in southwest Missouri. Robert has an incredibly serious uh, story to tell us about his own experiences, um, but he's not alone. And, and that's probably the bigger part of the story is that Robert is standing up not just for himself, he's standing up for a, a huge group of folks, a huge group of folks. Um, this story is gaining traction, it's getting bigger, uh, it's getting shouted, and it needs to get shouted from the mountaintops even more. And uh, there is a piece uh, on the Daily Mail that came out uh, yesterday, Wednesday the 27th, and the headline, it says, Exclusive, uh, it is a prison for boys. Former students aim to shut down Missouri boarding school where longtime doctor faces child sex charges and parents were told not to believe their sons because they would lie about abuse. Uh, this school is masquerading as a religious organization. It's masquerading as a place to send children for their well-being, to send your kids because they're going to have behavioral improvements, because it's going to be good for them, because they're going to be taken care of, because they're going to have a safe place to be. And the reality that these kids face when they get there is far, far, far from that. And it is an absolute shame that this exists in the state of Missouri. And I hope that this episode is shared as widely as possible. Please, please share this episode. I don't have an ad in the middle of this episode for our website or anything because that's not what this episode is. Get it out there. This is a shame that it exists in Missouri and it needs to end now, right now. Let's have a chat. All right, we're here for a chat, and I have with me Robert Bucklin. Uh, Robert uh, has experience with and through the Agape Boarding School uh, and has an ongoing fight uh, trying to get some justice, trying to get some answers uh, as well. Uh, and he is joining me to talk about that. So, uh, you know, I, I will just say to folks, uh, I don't know 100% what we're going to get into. And so, uh, you know, this is a sensitive topic and it's the kind of things that some folks may struggle hearing. I'll, I'll give you that warning now. I think it's a, a fair warning to give folks. Um, and so, you know, going into it that we may get into uh, difficult topics. So, uh, Robert, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for your time. And uh, thanks thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, absolutely. It means absolutely. a lot to help share with folks in Missouri what is going on. And I want to start there because um, you know, we were talking before I hit the record button and, you know, I was talking about that, and especially for me, I know what the Agape Boarding School is. I know generally, uh, you know, what is alleged to have occurred there. Not that I'm saying it didn't, I'm just putting it in those terms just from a legal standpoint. Um, and uh, I know that there are some people who, like yourself, who are victims and who are trying to get something done outside of that i can't say that i've you know dug into it enough to know all the ins and outs to understand exactly what really happened uh and to understand why this is so important i know it is important so can you help us with that context of 
why is this something that you're spending? Because you're spending a lot of time uh, dealing with this. So why is that the case? Uh, we just want justice and closure, you know, and that only comes knowing that the school's closed and they can't hurt anybody else. And there seems to be a lot of pushback from the Republican side of this, uh, which is unfortunate because the torture of children shouldn't be a political thing. It should be bipartisan and it should be, everyone should want to help. So how, and not to be, to put too fine a point on it, but you, you are a victim of this, you call it torture, folks can call it abuse. There's plenty of different ways we can describe it. But when did this happen to you? And can you, can you help us understand how, how this occurred? Yeah, so I was sent to Agape uh, a month after I had turned eight, uh, 13. And I was there for about five and a half years until about six or seven months after I turned 18. Wow. Um, why, so, were you, why were you sent there? Um, you know, my parents believed I needed help. I was scared of the dark. Um, this is according to what my mother wrote to school. Um, she stated that I was scared of the dark, needed somebody to walk me in the house. Um, I asked too many questions. I, you know, hid candy wrappers under my bed, um, soda cans under my bed. Uh, I, hmm. My backpack was messy and I didn't really pay attention uh, that much in school. Uh, normal thing, behaviors that kids do. Say it sounds like a 13 year old kid. Exactly. So the nothing more, I mean, were your parents fervently religious? Was there some type of additional? So they were just, just, they're just saying basically behavior issues. Yeah. Just behavioral issues. You know, I never had gotten in trouble with the law or anything like that. Huh? So, so sorry, I, I sort of cut off the beginning of the story, but I was just, it struck me as curious how you wind up, wind up at a place like that at 13 for so long. I mean, it just, I, I'm, I'm, I, this is the first time I'm hearing that part of it. And I'm just trying to grapple with the idea of my life from 13 to 18 and a half and all of the things that I experienced and all of the parts of life there. And you experienced all of that not only in this in this boarding school, away from your family, away from friends, but in an environment that was that was hurting you at the same time. Yeah, no, it's you know my childhood was stripped away from me, and so many other kids just had their childhood ripped away. So, what was the school like? I mean, was it from day one that, that it was just an awful place, or was there some type of buildup? Um, I don't believe it was on the like first day that uh, that I, I started getting abused. I believe, you know, it, I mean, definitely within the first week when I first got there or when anybody first gets there, they automatically just take you down t- into the intake room, shave your head um, and, you know, put you in the uniform and then you're just brought in to the student body. Hmm. What's that like when you're, when you come in that those first couple of days with the other kids, I mean, do, do people, do the other boys tell you what's going to happen? Is it, is it kind of an open secret thing or do, is it not talked about? How is, what's that like? Well, you weren't allowed to talk there. You, you would get in trouble for talking. 
Um, so you, you couldn't talk to your fellow stu students and friends. I mean, you had to learn how to talk without moving your lips. Um, and I don't think we spoke about it openly. Like when I first got there, it's something that you just see and you learn how to survive. When you talk about, when you say torture, um, you know, I think that can conjure up a lot of different things for folks. What do you mean? What, what do you, what is that word encompassing? What did you actually go through? Um, there was plenty of different uh, instances of torture or abuse, whatever word you would like to use. Um, for example, I, there was a room at the school, it's called the padded palace room. And the staff would take you down there and restrain you anywhere from an hour to nine hours. Nine and, hours? Yeah. And, wow. you know, I know in the news, there's been a lot of controversy about restraints. Imagine, you know, when you're a child and you have one person on one arm, one on the other arm, one on your neck and one on your legs, just literally, um, applying pressure to your pressure points, um, yeah. beating you up, kicking you in the ribs, throwing you around like a rag doll. Um, that's why this room was padded so that they could do anything they wanted to you down there. So, and, and I know, I don't mean to, to push you someplace uncomfortable and, and, and just let me know if you don't want to get into something, but I mean, you, you say it's so they could do whatever they wanted. I mean, how bad did it get? I mean, there's lots of times where me and fellow other students, like by the time the restraint ended, we couldn't walk. You know, we'd have bruises all over our body or uh, we'd be bloodied up. Our shirts would be uh, ripped. Um, you know, there's a time a student there was restrained for nine hours for uh, no reason. He wasn't a threat to himself. He wasn't a threat to others. Um, it's just. You know, you can hear the the screams of the kids mm. down in, in the restraint room. You know, it's in it's not like we're fighting back. You're you're a child and you have four huge adults on you mm. and you're just screaming for help and there's nobody to help you. I I imagine that that's gotta carry over too. I mean it, while the the torture, the abuse may not be active now. I imagine that's how you feel right now with what's with how the the agape boarding school is being treated. Yeah, you know, there's kids coming out of there today saying the same exact thing that you know happened to me while I was there. That happened to uh, like every seems in the '90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and here we are in the. 2020s and the same exact thing is happening there's been hundreds of former students who have all said the same exact thing and the school's still operating oh yeah the school's still operating and it's you know they provide a lot of uh income to the town of stockton and cedar county they own um the only nursing home in the town of stockton uh, they do work at the recycling center in Stockton. They help with a lot of, um, they force us to help with a lot of different 
um, projects at people's houses in Stockton. So, so, so there's forced labor that goes along with it. Oh, it's the, yeah. The school would get paid, but we, you know, we wouldn't get paid anything. No water breaks, no, you know, just forced labor. So I, I go to their website and it's touted as a Christian boarding school that turns around rebellious boys. Um, year round affordable boarding school. Were you, did you ever, you ever allowed to leave during that five and a half years? Um, maybe like once or twice a year, you know, you could have a family visit if they approved it. Um, but where you would actually would, leave or just where family would come and see you? Uh, mostly, I would say about 99% of the students didn't get to leave. They would have the family visit them, wow. um, maybe for a day or two at a time. Um, you know, a lot of students didn't have anyone come see them there. So they make it look like, you know, this play, there's this family room and these locker rooms and these animals and it's this sold as this ranch. Um, but what I'm, what I'm hearing from you and I don't, this is not to be, uh, you know, curt about it, but I, I think most folks have probably watched the tiger King documentary, uh, and seen kind of how those people were treated where it looked like this place where they would, it would be wonderful, but really he was sort of abusing these people and using their labor to make his world go around. And it sounds like that's essentially what was going on there. It's exactly the same thing. And that's a good, that's really a good point. I never thought about it like that, um, that analogy. Um, but it's, it's a false persona that they display. Um, it's like they have a huge facade uh, to the families and to the parents, you know, seeing all the animals and seeing it um, like the rodeo arena and everything makes it seem like such a great place, but it's, it's just literally a home of horrors. So what about, you know, if there's these athletic teams and there's these pictures of these people posing, you know, doing that stuff was, was what you're talking about universal. I mean, would it be possible to talk to folks that went to agape boarding school that would say, I think these people are overreacting and I never saw any of that happen. I mean, is that even possible? I wouldn't say that's possible. You know, every, uh, a lot of people have come forth and gone on podcasts. Um, they've, a lot of people also want to move on in their life uh, and just put this behind them and not yeah. want to talk about it, which is understandable. But sure. to me, how can you not want to talk about it knowing there's kids still there? So what, what are you working on right now um, that folks can, you know, how, how can folks help? How can folks, you know, if they're hearing this story and, and there's more to it. I mean, we, I, I, you know, we've sort of scraped the surface here of, of the details, but, uh, and I want to get back a little bit to that, but how can folks help with what you're doing? You know, contact your representative. Um, and there's multiple aspects of that. Um, I sent every member of the Missouri House and the Missouri Senate an email. Um, and, you know, the, the, like I said in the beginning, this shouldn't be partisan. Um, uh, leaders need to be called out for their inaction. I had um, Representative Ann Kelly sent me an email back the other day, uh, I think it was about two days ago, saying your public outcry isn't helping. Um, well, our <laughs> I was shocked to see that email. Um, How dare you raise awareness about this issue? 
Yeah, the only reason there is an investigation to the school is because of the public outcry. And, you know, um, there's been a lot of great candidates who have made uh, statements uh, like Jessica Piper, Crystal Quaid, uh, Derek Nolan's great guy, um, Sarah Unsicker, and the list goes on and on. But those are some people I would contact in if if I lived in Missouri and tell them to to put some pressure here on the Republicans to act. You know, uh, in 2015, Agape was invited to the Missouri House and they sung uh, God Bless America in front of all the members during wow. a uh, House session. In 2015, um, according to uh, back then, he was Mike Parson, uh, Senator Mike Parson, but he invited the staff to his office. What? So these people have a great relationship with the Republican. So, you know, a part of me feels like this is why uh, no action's been taken on on this. Yeah. You know, last year, I, I don't, I'm not I don't know if you're familiar with the HB 557, um, but it says specifically in the law, um, any school accused of abuse can be shut down by DSS or the attorney general, Eric Schmidt. And then it says any school where they believe the boys are in danger, um, the boys can be removed by DSS and Eric Schmidt, but nobody's done that. So part of me is feeling that law being passed last year was just a publicity stunt. You know, all the cameras were there on Mr. Parson and Eric Schmidt and in the whole House and Senate. And yet here we are a year later and it's not being enforced. The language in the bill is very clear. Yeah, I just pulled it up here. I mean, it, so, and and I wasn't aware that of that bill even passing. Um, I mean, it, you know, there's so many things that go under the radar. And this, you're you're right. I mean, this bill essentially is. I mean, there's no excuse from a power standpoint with this bill in place. The power is there. The authority is there. Have ha, have you had contact? Have you had any actual reasoning from the attorney general's office outside of public statements? Um, as to why they're not doing something about this? I mean, is he just too busy suing school districts and running for Senate to pay attention? I mean, I guess this is the one school district he doesn't want to sue. Yeah. Um, so I've probably spoken to the attorney general's office uh, probably 50 times at least. Um, and, you know, at first they were all on it. Um, and then he blamed the local prosecutor, uh, Mr. Ty Gaither, right. on the fact that he didn't charge according to his recommendations. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he thought he could get up and wash his hands and walk away of this, you know, just blame it on the local prosecutor. When if you read law, it says that the attorney general can still act and hasn't done it, uh, which is beyond frustrating. You know, it's, you know, he told a news outlet, I think about a, two or three weeks ago that he's done answering questions on agave boarding school. Wow. Uh, how can you be, how can you be done when kids are being hurt there? As you sit here today, do you know of any active uh, or, or recent uh, students that are recalling the same incidents? You know, somebody you've been out for a while now. Okay. So some, something more, you know, recent. Yeah, so there's been a lot of students who uh, have gone on a podcast 
podcast called the hammer podcast okay which is uh, uh pretty much a podcast just for agape boarding school students oh wow and i mean there's some uh girl schools that have also gone on there uh, but mostly all agape boarding school students and you know there's there's some recent uh recent ones with recent students i can't off the top of my head think of the names um but if you go on there I'm sure you'll be able to see, you know, kids from 30 years, 20 years, 10 years last year are all saying the same thing. So this is, and I guess that that's a point I want to make is that it would be, I think, tempting to say that this was a problem, but part of what you're saying is not just that it was a problem, that it is a problem. Correct. You know, in, you know, in 2004, I believe it was, or 2005, one of those two years, there was a staff member there charged and convicted of molesting a student. And there was no investigation by the state. Um, the local, local prosecutor at that time did not broaden the investigation to see if other children were being hurt there. Yeah. So uh, Missouri seems to be continuously dropping the ball on this. What do you want folks to know? I mean, what do you want to make sure that they can take away from this to help them really understand what the hell is going on in this in this school? You know, I want them to understand the abuse. You know, while I was there, I tried killing myself. Um, I There were students there who tried hanging themselves, um, throwing themselves down the stairs, uh, cutting themselves. There were you know, drinking bottles of Germex, drinking bottles of cleaning um, spray. Hmm. There was, you know, there was a time where a staff member was getting a haircut and he took the cord and just wrapped it around my neck and started choking me and I couldn't breathe. Um, You know, and he only got suspended for three days. And there's my family or DSS or the police were never notified. You know, staff members would, kick kids in the rib, punch them in the face, um, like smash their head through the wall. Um, there was a time when the director of the school taped the kid's uh, head outside with duct tape to the flagpole um, out in the freezing cold uh, just because he was having a bad day. You know, so the, the abuse, there's sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. There's, uh, like I said, pandemic of suicides. And we never got help. You know, that's the main thing. I work in a hospital. And when somebody, especially a minor, tries killing himself, we have to report it to different agencies. And not once at Agape Board in School was any of the abuse ever reported to any agency. Is there, I, I have to imagine, I mean, based on what the school purports to be, if you're LGBTQ in that school, oh, is, you, it, is it going to uh, be worse? Yeah, you know, it, the civil rights of these people and human rights were grossly violated. Um, you know, if you are gay, gay, and they would tell you, they would tell, encourage students, go beat this guy up. They would put you in a room with a whole bunch of other students who would just beat you down. The staff as well, they would literally abuse you 10 times worse Hmm. if you were gay. There was no being openly gay. Hmm. Um, You know, it's, 
and I don't think that's talked about enough is that at the school, you know, they, they're a Baptist organization, mm-hmm. independent fundamental Baptist, and they don't believe in that. You know, they would, they would talk about it a lot. There is that if you're gay, God does, doesn't accept you and he hates you, mm-hmm. uh, which is not true. God loves everyone. God loves everyone. And you, you maintain faith through all of this. I have some faith, you know, I doubt it a lot of times is, you know, if, because, you know, we, we had church every day there mm-hmm. and if God is love, then why did he allow all that to happen to everyone? And, you know, I, I mean, I know the answer um, that these people really aren't Christians. They purport to be Christians, but they're, like I said, it's a, it's something I have to remind myself of is that they're not really Christians and they are just using religion as an excuse. They're hiding behind God's word to abuse kids. Robert Buckland, uh, where can folks go? Websites, Twitter handles, how can they, how can they reach out? How can they connect to, to give help? You know, so my Twitter handle is just my first name and my last name. And then the number eight, Robert Buckle and eight. And then my Facebook is Robert Buck, B-U-C-K. And, you know, there's for, for more information on Agape, you know, you could just type in Google Agape Boarding School Abuse. <laughs> yeah, it's, see, there's a lot. There's hundreds, if not thousands of articles. Yeah. And, you know, you can type it in YouTube and see many of us speaking out. Yeah. Um, hopefully the day that we get justice comes shortly and soon and swiftly, but who knows with all what's going on in Missouri, you know, there's, there's five people affiliated with the sheriff's department in Cedar County who are part of Agape. You know, mm-hmm. you have the Cedar County Sheriff, Robert Graves, who as of 2021, was still a board of director at Agape. Hmm. You have, and he's the owner's wife's, um, the owner's daughter's husband. You have their grandchild, the owner's grandchild, working as dispatcher for the sheriff's department. You have the school's doctor who's affiliated with the sheriff's department, the Hmm. dean of the school affiliated with the sheriff's department. And then you have the dean's son. So how can you have a biased, independent investigation when that's going on? There, you know, it's becoming a popular belief of mine is that there needs to be an investigation from an out-of-state organization. Yeah. Um, into Agape. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to the FBI recently about Agape. Um, I'm going down for an interview later this week. Uh, but, you know, making a federal case is hard. So that's why we need the state to really act and lawmakers to really put some pressure on uh, DSS and Eric Schmidt and ask them why they're not acting. Robert, you know, I I know it doesn't solve any problems or or do anything real, but to you and to all of the boys that went through that and young men now that and some of them older than me even uh you know all i can say is uh, i'm sorry that you experienced that i'm really sorry that you experienced that 
No, I, I, I appreciate you taking time to help get raise awareness on Agape. Uh, it means a lot to all of us. Thank you for your time, and uh, we, we will follow it closely, and uh, we'll 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 celebrate with you when this finally gets taken care of. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com, online with heartlandpod.com, subscribe, and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.